Hello and welcome to the third to final that uh, MLS podcast with Dero and Oso of the 2022 MLS season. Ben, coming to you myself live from Mexico City. I am on the... Or DFA, DFA. DFA, DFA. That's the local call. On, we don't call it Mexico City. I am tagging along on the John Arnold uh, Liga Mackey's five games in five days magical mystery tour. <laughs> and uh, we are we are post Grito last night. It's Mexican Independence Day. No one's working. It's Friday afternoon, Friday morning, I guess technically. How's uh, how's everything in New York? Uh, we're surviving out here. I'm actually not even in the city today. We're, oh, we're both not in our usual locations. I'm up in Westchester. Uh, it's actually I think it's like 50 degrees right now. It's crazy, but it's gonna be 70 degrees later, and then it's gonna be back to 80 next week. But you know, hey, we'll it's probably it. a little bit warmer in Mexico City right now. Or we'll sorry, Dave. Well, no, actually, it was real nice last night. It, it, it's, it's been about 70. It's perfect. Can't complain. It started pissing down rain at the Azteca last night during uh, Cruz Azul Leon. Um, and by the way, if you follow me on Twitter, the Bet Liga Emakis Challenge, I'm 2 0. Okay. We got a, uh, I had Cruz Azul over one and a half team total. They hit the post twice in the first five minutes. And I actually thought it was Leon because they were wearing green. And, uh, oh and, God. and, and uh, but, they come back, they scored like 85th minute, and then they win it on like the 90th, 95th minute, uh, last second kick of the game. Absolute scenes. I hit my bet, and the 5,000 of us inside Azteca just went absolutely bonkers. 5,000, so, uh, that's it? Man, well, we need a new was, stadium for, for Cruz Azul right now. Is that, when is that going to be done? That's going to be done soon. Hell if I know, man. But they're about to start renovating Azteca for the 2026 World Cup. So, oh, man. Um, yeah, who knows? They're just renovating everything. But we are going to discuss MLS. And tonight, I'm going to Puebla this afternoon. So we've got Puebla Tigres tonight. We've got uh, Chivas Club America tomorrow. And then uh, Cruz Azul Pumas so on Sunday. Do you want to give the Bet Liga MX bet for tonight? I haven't even looked yet. I What I'm, is I'm uh, not... Josie to score? Yeah, either Josie to score or I'm going to go with just the Tigers demolition job. We'll see. Uh, Josie to score is probably like plus plus 130. Wow. Uh, that's not good. I'm, that's not not good. That. <laughs> I'm not taking that. Well, let's get to, let's get into the picks and I'll get it started this week. I did have time to do my research yesterday. I sent these earlier than I probably yes, ever have did. before. So, but they just stuck out to me. And the first one is going to be a pick we've made a lot. Philadelphia. Okay. Now we are getting the union then at plus 170. Okay, like, are you kidding me? The Philadelphia Union, they're an underdog. And, I, and I'm making an underdog pick for my lock, like, because why not? They are plus 170 going to Atlanta. Okay, if you remember, they played a few weeks ago. It was 4-1 Philadelphia, and they absolutely murdered them. Philadelphia's won five games in a row. They've won, like, 12 of their last 14. They need to win every single game for the Supporters' Shield. So there is plenty to play for. And, you know, Atlanta, they still have a shot at making the playoffs for sure. But there is no question on who the better team here is. And so, you know, at plus 170, like, I can't I can't pass this up. Um, all the underlying numbers. I mean, I don't even need to give underlying numbers. But we're talking about Atlanta team. Not for I Philly. Can, not, not for Philly. I can we all see know why what the underlying numbers for Philly are. They're, they're amazing. I can see why Atlanta is maybe not favored. I can see why, okay, they've got two wins in a row. But they beat Toronto FC and Orlando, who've been terrible. They've won two in a row at home, but those were against Toronto FC and DC United. They beat Seattle at home, but Seattle was in a bad way then traveling across the country. They beat RSL at home, but they've lost to Austin at home. They've lost to the Red Bulls at home. 
They lost 4-1 to Philadelphia. They're just one of those teams that kind of beats the teams they should and loses to the teams that they shouldn't. So plus 170, I'm going big this week on uh, on the lock. Uh, and, and, and we're going to take, I mean, getting the union at plus 170 is crazy. No, I mean, what else can you say? You know, it's Philly. I mean, Not you know, <laughs> it's got it's got to break at some point, but I don't know if I see it this week. Atlanta coming off a of midweek, um, so I don't. Yeah, I just don't see it this week. And really. if Philly's last two games, Charlotte and Toronto FC, if Philly wins today, they're going to win the Sporter Shield. Like or today, tomorrow, if they win Saturday, they're going to win the Sporter Shield. So I, I think I think they're going to put every effort in. Um, you think they'll if, if they win a supporter shield that when they win it this time they'll actually have the real supporter shield on there? <laughs> yeah, let's hope so. Uh, you want one would hope, but hey, they're going against LAFC. It could so come out the last day, so I don't know where they're going to bring it. So we'll see, I guess. We'll see what happens. But another team, you're getting big number against possibly well, not the actually they are the worst team in the West and almost the worst team in MLS. Yeah, so obviously San Jose. Um, very bad team. Uh, again, yeah, the worst team in the West, uh, second worst team in the league. Look, Dallas is going there. They're plus one fifty five. If you look at the underlying numbers, Dallas's underlying numbers are not that great. You know what I've been using actually this week a little bit? Uh, Matt Montgomery's form guide. He has all these different charts. Uh, charts. Um, so I'm gonna give him a shout out. But I'm looking at the rolling eight game expected goal difference, and FC Dallas is negative two point five, which is Oof. not good. But San Jose is negative 7.2 and it's trending oh, in the geez. wrong direction. Jeez. <laughs> this last game, obviously, you know, it went really bad for them. So, uh, I mean, actually, well, yeah, I mean, it's they only lost two to one. But if you look at the form, look at this form guide or maybe a game dropped off. But they're, uh, they went from negative 4.1 to negative 7, 7.2 in the last game. So that's not that great. So it's trending poorly for them. Obviously, we know the, you know, we know the motivation on each side. Mm-hmm. San Jose got nothing. Dallas, uh, I mean, they're looking pretty good for that home game, but I think a win here would pretty much secure it. Uh, so they're trying to do that again. And I just don't see how uh, also San Jose has played midweek in at altitude uh, and, and Dallas did not do anything. So uh, I know this game's on the road, but plus 155 for, you know, one of the top, I don't know, let's call them six, seven best teams in the league versus you know, maybe the worst team in the league. I just had to take it. I didn't really love any of the, you know, the lock, the lock ones. I had yeah. a lot of underdog options that yeah. I was looking at. And I think those are kind of where I would put my focus more, but I think uh, locks in terms of locks, there was a couple of different games like this. Again, you took the Philly game, uh, which maybe what I would have done. And I think, <laughs> I think Dallas, uh, maybe, maybe you can try and hedge it a little bit. I don't mean maybe do double chance. I'm that, that, that number is probably not that good, but. Uh, I think uh, Dallas is at least going to get a point here. And I think there's a very good shot to get a win here. No, I like it. And and a lot of that XG came from the, the four nil loss to Nashville uh, where they yeah. just really just had nothing that I mean, day. Um, yeah. I mean, they're coming off a win against LAFC and LAFC not playing great, but yeah. that's pretty good. No, it's, and they it's also just win. beat Minnesota at Minnesota. So the the vibes are good right now in Dallas and they beat San Jose 4-1 uh just about a month ago like they they match up this is a team they match up well against um yeah. so i you know i like that play at plus 155 i mean and again you look at the other thing here you you mentioned the the home playoff game if Dallas wins they'll pretty much lock that up they're 5 points behind Austin they're 3 points ahead of Nashville well who plays this weekend and we'll get into it in a minute but Austin and Nashville play this weekend so they can't both win so if Dallas gets a result here 
it's going to be absolutely huge. And they could, they have an outside shot at getting that. I mean, if you seed. look at their schedule, they're playing at Colorado after this. And then, I mean, they're playing against SKC, which we know that SKC is playing really well right now, but again, not a playoff team. Yeah. And last game of the season, you could see them phoning that one in. But we'll see. I mean, yeah, they could push for that number two seed. We'll see. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the dogs and, and there was one that just totally jumped out off the screen at me this week. Um, and that was the New York Red Bulls. Okay. This is I'm actually seeing this one up to plus 210 now. Um, I got a plus 205, so you know it's right on the edge. But um, full unit on the plus 205, you know, double chance doesn't really make a lot of sense here. Um, but you're giving me plus 205 for the Red Bulls, who have been by far the best away team in MLS this year. Um, absolutely fantastic on the road. They had a little bit of a blip in the middle of the season, but they've been very, very good. They won their, you know, they beat Montreal on the road <laughs> recently, which is a great win. Their only loss is to Philadelphia in their last five, um, which is certainly understandable. And they are playing an NYCFC team that, if you remember, they played midweek against Atlas. They put all their starters out. They, they put a lot into this match. Um, so I think that there's a lot of reason to, to believe that the Red Bulls will be the fresher team. Um, and NYCFC has been terrible. They, they've been straight terrible uh, in the last nine games. They've only had one win. So you're giving me plus 205 for a team that has lost seven out of their last nine games. Um, I, and, and it's not like this is a, a – it's technically a road game, but it's not like the you know, Red Bulls are traveling across the country or anything like that. Um, so, you know, I think all of the numbers match up here. The Again, NYCFC has been terrible um, over the last two months. The underlying numbers pretty much back it up. Um, they've been better the last couple of weeks, but um, I think I'm, I, you know, for, for the road dog here, you'd know better than anyone with Red Bulls and, and NYCFC. I think this game is always close. So give me the yep. plus 210. Uh, well, except when, when uh, NYC or when the Red Bulls drop like four or five on them, which will happen uh, from time to time. But uh, give me, give me the plus 210 here. I imagine this is one I probably, uh, that you may have had an idea to play as well. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, we've been looking at the Red Bulls games and we've been saying, you know, when they play at home, bet against them. And when they play on the road, bet for them. <laughs> yes. And this kind of just continues that trend. So, although, uh, is it a road game if they're playing, you know, they've played. Right. I mean, yeah, you also so. have to look at that. I don't know. I mean, they still kind of treat it like, even though, I mean, it, like NYC is going to be expected to push the game and like the Red Bulls are still going to be acting like a road team. So I think you could still treat it kind of like a road team. I think, yeah, and it, and it definitely plays into, again, the, the game against Atlas on Wednesday in the Campionis Cup. Uh, a team we have been um, expecting a dip from. The dip has happened. It didn't happen uh, midweek, but you're going to be fading Austin FC. Yeah, uh, look, it didn't happen midweek, and I, but I think we still see a trend with this team. Yep. Uh, they have not, you know, if even though they are playing, you know, they have all the points in the world, but their expected goals, all their underlying numbers have not been good pretty much all year, but they're trending nope. pretty poorly right now. And I think a team that is trending upward is Nashville SC. If you want to just compare again, we're going to back to these charts, Matt Montgomery's charts, um, rolling eight game uh, expected goal difference, Nashville 7.6. They've been uh, incredible. Austin FC negative 3.9. So yeah, obviously not not a great trend. We know that Austin had a great midweek. Musa Jite, you know, getting the, getting that first uh, hat trick in club history. Uh, happy for him. I was, you know, on his first press conference, yep. I think. So, uh, yeah, I think I might have asked his first question. <laughs> uh, so I'm happy for him. But, look, I think you give me plus 210 for a team that is trending really well right now. 
against a team that's trending pretty poorly. Uh, it's obviously a huge game for both teams. If uh, Nashville wins, uh, they match uh, Austin. They'll still be behind them on, on tiebreakers. But, again, with Houston uh, following that for Nashville, I think they think they have a really good shot of catching them, even though, again, last game is at LAFC. But you never know. And I think, you know, these just tra- trending teams opposite ways, again, even though Austin got that win uh, midweek. Yep, yep. And, I mean, you know, you look at Austin as well. They can drop their last two games are Vancouver and Colorado. They can kind of afford to drop this game. Not that not that you really go into that, but Nashville does have more to play for in this game. Um, if, if if you really look at it, and and we've been expected the numbers that what Austin was doing was just unsustainable with the numbers that they had. Um, the perfect transition though, because my total of the week, I'm going to be staying right here in Austin, and you're giving me over three at plus one hundred five. So we're getting plus money here on the over. Well if you just look at the games, like this is pretty simple here. The last game for the the last like eight games for uh, Austin have gone, have had at least three goals. So that that's pretty straightforward. Nashville has not been shut out since June 11th. So it's something like 15 games that they haven't been shut out. They've scored at least three goals, at least three goals in four, five of their last seven games. Okay. So (laughs) Nashville could go over this number themselves. I'm a little bit worried because this line is so low. It should, I think this should be over three and a half. It seems kind of trappy to me um, a little bit, but uh, I think that the three goals, I could see this one being two, one when I'm looking at these over unders where you're hitting on the number and it's not like a half a goal. Um, I'm thinking, is it more likely that there's four goals or is it more likely there's two goals? And I think it's far more likely that there's four goals in this one. We have the push opportunity uh, plus one Oh five pretty pretty straightforward for me um you are going to go to it's not a bit of bet mls if we don't have some play on an lafc game uh and you're sticking and you're sticking uh with some goals here in this one another matchup of one of the top teams in the west against one of the bottom teams in the west yeah i mean look these two teams just played um what was it a few weeks ago in houston and there could have been like six goals (laughs) yeah it was two to one houston but look so we know that lfc is going to want some revenge here um Again, if you, I know they're playing, you know, the, the results have not been there for LAFC uh, since, you know, over the last month or so. Um, but I think uh, we saw what they did on midweek. It was interesting. They just basically <laughs> threw out all their attackers. Yeah. Uh, it was really interesting game to watch. And so I, I, I think. 4 one, five formation. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, Velo was playing as a 10 behind two strikers. Bawanga was playing as a wingback. Yeah, a little crazy. Uh, so we know they want to score goals. Look, their underlying numbers are still great. Um, that has not changed, even though the results have not been there. And I think maybe this is a game where their underlying match uh, numbers uh, match what they're doing, uh, match uh, the actual scoreline. Again, get some revenge in Houston for costing them at least a point, probably three points. And I think Houston, again, has no motivation here, even though I think, you know, they're there. They did beat New England midweek, but in Arsenal, they beat New England midweek. Now they have to travel to LAFC. Um, so there's no travel advantage either way. So I think just LAFC is going to blow the doors off. I mean, it's over three and a half uh, for the game. So even if so, if Houston scores one, it's three to one. We still win here. Uh, we're not looking for LAFC to score four goals. We don't need them. They probably hopefully will, but we don't need them to score at minus 105. Uh, you know, preferably it's, you know, plus number, but I think minus 105, I'll take it. Well, and here's the thing I like about this one too. Houston has been scoring goals. Like they've only been shut out twice. Uh, since uh, May 28th, right? So 
they, they, they do score goals. They like to attack. Um, they like to go forward. And uh, they, they just had, damn, I didn't watch the game on Tuesday against New England, but they had a 4.8 XG. Well, it was crazy. Well, then there was, there was two, uh, penalty kicks, at least maybe. Ah, okay. Two, at least Still. two or three. Petrovic saved one. Um, I think it was two. Uh, Fafa scored. Yeah. It was, the game was, I mean, I didn't watch a lot of that. I mean, I was watching the games that, you know, had involved playoff teams. <laughs> that matter. Uh, but, uh, from the highlights and from a little bit of that I watched, it can't seem pretty open. And yeah, New England defense right now is just not there. Um, and I think they started three demons too. So yeah. <laughs> wow. Not great. Well, and- uh, so yeah, I mean, I think Houston has a shot here of scoring a goal and we're going to get three from LAFC. Uh, and three one. We'll, we'll the last that. thing I'll mention here as well is people are saying LAFC is dipping a little bit and that's true. But if you look five of their last six have been on the road. And I think that the thing that people have to remember is, yeah, LAFC has not been a good road team, but guess what? They ain't going on the road again. They have one road game left against Portland. That's the last road game they're going to play until they play Philadelphia in the MLS Cup. So it's like, uh, you know, that, well, I, I, I mean, if my, you look at the, again, prediction. if you look at the the eight the eight game rolling at uh, expected goal difference, they're better than Philly. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, the, the underlying numbers are still there. It's not like. You know, suddenly they started playing really poor. I think just, you know, there's some things have not gone their way. Um, you know, in trying to integrate all these new players. But, you know, if you look at the numbers, it's still, the numbers are still there. They're 10.1 and Philly's 9.1 over the yeah. last eight games. So, and obviously 10.1 is, you know, number one in the league. So we, uh, we hope for some goals in that one. And in the last game uh, that I'm hoping for goals in this week, we have got Toronto playing Orlando. Now I'm, I'm taking the Ben Bayer, uh, you know, tried and true formula of goal scorer here, who is the worst defensive team in the league and, and especially bad on the road, Toronto FC. So I'm going to be taking Facundo Torres. He's coming in at plus 205, um, which I was very surprised to see this number. I know he's not totally prolific. He's been better in open cups than he has. Uh, I think he might have more goals in open cup than he does in MLS this year, uh, or at least it's close. But if you look at Toronto FC, I mean, they're done. They're, they're not going to make the playoffs. They had their run, uh, couldn't get it done, had a couple of bad results. And then obviously, you know, they're not going to uh, make it. They're going to be great next year, I think, but they're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, they've allowed at least, and they don't care anymore. They've allowed at least four goals in their last two games. They've allowed 10 goals in their last three games. Uh, I like Orlando with plenty to play for in this one. Um, playoff seating on the line for Orlando, trying to get into uh, trying to get into a home playoff game. They have to win this game if they want to do that. They're four points uh, behind NYCFC, who I think will lose to the Red Bulls earlier in the day, which would mean that Orlando would have just a ton to play for in this one. Um, and Facundo Torres should be starting it forward. He's in good form, um, plus 205. I think that's pretty much a no-brainer. Um, and let's wrap it up here uh, with your goal score. Yeah, I was going, I was, you know, it was a little tougher this week than usual. Yeah, it was. It wasn't, I couldn't do my strategy. I I mean, I kind (laughs) of did it, but not as much as I usually do. So, look, I was looking at Georgie Mihailovic was plus 390. I know he's only scored like one goal in the past whatever amount of months. Uh, He played the first half uh, midweek, so I think they took, I don't think, I didn't see anything about the injury. So I think they just... Wanted to give him a little bit of a rest against, you know, a pretty. But you didn't have the cojones to lock that one in. I didn't. I. I mean, <laughs> I was going back and forth because I, I think he takes PKs. But the problem with takes PKs is that uh, Petrovic is the goalkeeper. Yeah, he that's saves a good point. every single PK. That's a good point. So I mean, uh, it's just I, I couldn't. Petrovic do has it. cost me a goal score. I think at least once a season. Exactly. So uh, we're going. We're going uh, to Columbus. Uh, it's funny because I saw one book, I think it was plus 120 for Cucho, and then I saw 
plus 165 on a different book. So yeah, we're going plus bad. 165 with Cucho. Uh, he's playing against a Portland team uh, that is, you know, even though they're playing, you know, they're getting the results right now. Uh, their defense, their defensive numbers are still um, comfortably in the bottom half of the league, bottom 10 of the league, at least. Um, so I think this is a great shot for Cucho to add to his tally for the year. Continue, you know, really lock up that newcomer of the year, which I think he already has. Yeah. Um, but I think he just has a great shot of scoring. Plus 165 is a way better than a, one. When it was 120, I think I was going to do Mihailovic. But when I saw <laughs> 165, I was like, okay, I just got to pull the trigger on this. Portland's not a good defensive team. And he's going to score just on Sunday. Big game. All right. Well, that's our picks this week. And as I mentioned, you know, I'm going to give that MLS or sorry, hashtag bet Liga MX challenge. I'm two and oh, if I get to five and oh, it's, uh, it's just, and it's, it's funny because I'm basically paying, I've paid for my tickets for the first two games so far by winning, uh, by winning my bet. So let's see if we can do it again tonight with Pueblo Tigres. Thanks to everyone for listening and we will catch you next time on bet MLS.